Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzeik. Our daily limit of Mr. Sharm, we have today number 73. And our limit here in chapter 13, as we began our journey about uh, learning the meat of precious, of abstinence, of controlling ourselves, of withholding uh, pleasure, it seems, on its face. And we saw yesterday that. It seems to be a steer. There's many chazals that seem to say it's a very noble thing to control yourself and remove remove pleasure from yourself. But at the same time, it says there are chazals that say if you go through your life, you don't appreciate all that was pr- permitted to you that Hashem made in this world, then you're held accountable for that. So which one is it? Are we supposed to enjoy that which is f- permitted that God gave us in this world to enjoy? Or are we supposed to avoid it and, and, and live a, a, an absolutely simple simple life without any of these pleasures. So today we're going to be miyashe, we're going to fix up that stira and understand this, there's two different parts of this, and then the Ramchal is going to begin to discuss the, the breaking down different elements, types of precious, of abstinence, um, starting with the, the proper precious, because we're going to see that as a part of the answer to the stira, there's different types of precious. There's good precious and there's not good precious, as we'll see now. How do we answer this contradiction with the contradictory, seemingly contradictory chazals of pro-precious versus against precious? Certainly there are many different distinctions within the idea of precious, of, of withholding yourself from something. Like, what is that exactly? How is that applied? There are certain things that we are commanded, and this is the type of precious that we should do. And then there's types of precious that we're told, be careful, don't, don't go there, you may fall on that. Don't be such a great, great tzaddik. Right? You'd think, oh, if, if, it's, if it's a positive, it's a net positive for me to control myself and not, you know, enjoy a good piece of meat, so then I should never enjoy meat, right? Shlomo in his brilliance, was, was telling us, even if you see, you know, a chumrah, something that seems to be a good thing to do, it doesn't mean, oh, then, automatically do it all, and you're going to be, be the biggest, 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 never stop to the point where it's, let's say, unhealthy for you, um, or or, or um, disingenuous, let's say, and, and ends up being more destructive in the long term if you're not really being honest with yourself, for example. So don't be such a tzaddik. Yes, be a tzaddik, be a very, very big tzaddik, don't be too much of a tzaddik. And I'm sure we all can think of examples uh, where that where that can come to, to life for us. So now that Ramchal is going to go into, okay, so we said this, there's good, precious, and bad precious. And that's the, that's the answer. The chazals that promote precious, that's the good precious. The chazals that say it's not good to avoid the pleasures of this world that are permitted to us, that's the bad precious. That's what, that's what they're talking about. Don't, don't just deprive yourself of all the goodness in life. So now we're going to start with the good precious and understand some el- different, different elements of that, different types of, of positive precious that we should be pursuing. Now we're going to talk about the good precious. After someone became clear that, and we, like we discussed in previous chapters, that really everything that we exist, everything that we have in our lives exists only as a test for us. Like we discussed and written above in the first chapter and brought proofs for that why we're here, we're here to work. Everything is a test. And we also learn about the gasus, the physicality, the heavy, physical, material nature of man that we're drawn to physicality. And it's one of our greatest weaknesses is our, is our, our, our drawn to the, to the pleasures of this world. It's become absolutely clear to us to whatever extent someone can remove themselves and escape from these things that pull us down, that make us more physical beings. It's appropriate. We should pursue that. We should do those things. 
nishmar yoser minara asher raglayim. So that we'll be even more protected from the bad that can come from over-involvement in, in the phys- physical matters, which can result in, in, in bad things and evil things for us. Kine, ein lechatanagolami, because there is, this is a very strong statement from the Ramchal, there is no physical pleasure and temptation, that does not come with it, at least some sort of, even temptation to, to sin, um, in its wake, after, after you, you indulge in, in, some, in some physicality. Right? Like, like, like we discussed earlier, that the, the nature of man is physical, and we also have a godly soul in us. The more we feed our goof, the more we, we focus on the physical and amplify the physical, the more we will be tempted and drawn and have difficulty controlling ourselves in the physical, even to the point where um, we, we run after temptations that are forbidden to us, not permitted to us. So now we're going to give a few examples of this, how, um, what, what a good precious is. What are, what are, what are the physical things, the, the, the pleasures of this world, that maybe we should do a bit more work to avoid, to, to, to control ourselves, to not indulge in them, because they can lead to, to bad things. Starting with food and drink. Once you know, okay, this kashras, what's kosher, what's not, Bishalakim, all this stuff. But let's say get take all that off the table. This stuff in front of me is one at one hundred percent kosher. Galat shabagalat, edus chavredus, the top best hechsher. Amna, mili akeres moshe chacher of prikasol. Still, you can eat all; they can all be kosher. But if you're stuffing yourself and you're overindulging and over satiating yourself, it can lead to someone being porikol, throwing off the yoke of heaven. Umishdeayin, like we've been discussing, umishdeayin, moshe chacher of and more specifically, drinking alcohol and drinking wine can bring about even worse things. We know that alcohol re- reduces our inhibitions, and chasr shalom, someone can can go and do an immoral act, chasr shalom, as a result of being uh, being inebriated. Ushard and even more other um, terrible avaris that can come from someone removing their their das to an extent that is unhealthy in the inappropriate environment. Kolshkin Certainly, indulgence in, in all this food and drink can be very destructive when a person becomes accustomed to constantly overeating, overdrinking, enjoying themselves to the to a great degree on a consistent basis. Not just each individual time, which in itself is true. Why? Because then even if one time he becomes so accustomed to this, so then one time he misses it, it throws them all off. It's very difficult and painful for him. It's, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be a, a major lacking that's going to be felt very greatly to the person. Therefore, he needs to now support his habits. He needs to support this standard, this lifestyle that he's, he's become accustomed to. So now that means he has to work harder to make more money to be able to continue to afford eating out of restaurants every single night of the week, for example. The Agiyas Akinyan, and work, working hard to accumulate more and more wealth. So that he can have a Shulchan Aruch, a fully, full, extensive table and menu all the time to, to, to his wishes, to his standards. Misham nimshach el ha'avel v'agazel. And then from there, someone can come and end up, you know, doing inappropriate things when it comes to business. Chashosham even coming to steal. Misham el shvuos, even from there, to swearing falsely. If someone has a certain lifestyle they need to maintain and now their business is not doing well, they don't have enough money to support it, so then Chashosham, that can cause them to maybe not be so honest in business, do something corrupt things in business, which would then cause them to be forced to swear falsely about their business dealings in order to cover themselves up. And all the other sins that can, that can follow after someone is desperate to maintain a certain lifestyle that they can't afford anymore. And someone is so indulgent, so 
drowning in physicality, it, they, they remove themselves from, from, from their, their service of God, their, their davening, their learning. It's very easy once you overinvest in the goof part of, of our existence, the neshama gets, gets drowned down and our goof becomes more of the primary partner and then we end up forsaking and, and being neglectful and lax in our, in our Avodah Hashem, unfortunately. All this, this, these averes that it may come to bring is something that he could have, he could have avoided. If he wouldn't have drawn himself and run after these specific pleasures. So again, it doesn't mean not to drink alcohol. It doesn't mean not to enjoy good food and good drink. It means overindulgence. Developing a habit that you have a standard that is beyond what's normal, what's, what a normal person would be eating and drinking uh, to, to satiate themselves. And it's fine to even drink a, a little more to, to enjoy it, even though you're not thirsty. But we're not talking about... Torah was given to Malachi Sharks, right? Don't be too much of a tzaddik. But within food and drink, within alcohol, for sure, there's over there's overindulgence, and then there's 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 satisfying yourself and, and then enjoying the pleasures that Hashem gave us to enjoy in this world. Similarly, we see by the whole story, the parsha of the Torah, Ben Sora this wayward son, someone it talks about the Pesukim say that he eats meat and drinks a lot of wine, um, and he steals in order to sustain his habits of eating a lot of meat and drinking a lot of wine. And the din over there is, um, the Torah al Sofdato, the Torah looks and sees, oh, this kind of lifestyle, that is going to lead to terrible things. He's going to eventually do even worse, worse of errors. So, the din is, officially, according to the Torah, that we, we, we kill the Ben Soromora now, so that he doesn't, chas Shalom, lead to do, living a terrible life of sin. Let's kill him now when he's more innocent, rather than allowing him to continue these, this lifestyle, which will lead him to a sin that would ultimately make him chayiv misa, and he would have to give up his life at that point. Um, anyway, up he did. So, just Agav, important to note, that um, I believe Chazal say that the, the story of Ben Zermur actually never happened. Actually never happened. Um, it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's a pella to think about, okay, you're going to basically punish someone for something they didn't do yet, which is, which is a difficult thing uh, when we're talking about a just God here. Uh, there's many answers to why the Torah would give a, a, a case where um, it's, it never came up. Like, what's the point of the Torah telling us that those, um, this, this din, if it's ne- it never happened, it never will happen. Um, one idea I heard, which I love, which is a, a quick tangent before we finish up here, is that what it's telling you is that such thing doesn't exist. Meaning when, when, and when it comes to chinuch, when it comes to being a Rebbe, a parent, and you have a child, and at some point you may think, wow, this kid is so bad to their core, they're, they're never going to pull themselves together. They're, I, I already see now at age 15, by age 30, lucky if this guy's going to be alive, if not in jail, Right. You may think that, like, there's no hope. There's no, there's no, this person is just on the wrong path. There's no hope. Like, we may as well just end it now. Throw him out of the house. No, no. Such thing doesn't exist. That's telling us a lesson. Never give up on a kid. Never give up on a child. Never give up on a, on a student. There's no, don't think that, oh, they've reached a point where, okay, all hope is lost. Chas v'shalom. Never, never has been, never will be. Chas v'shalom is such a thing we should even enter the mind of a parent or a teacher to think that, that a child is, is, is not worth the effort and, and, and all hope is lost. That's one of the answers that I appreciated of why the Parsha of Masara Mori is in the Torah, even though such a thing never was, never will be. Beautiful. amru. Also, uh, in reference to Znos, to, to immoral behaviors, inappropriate relationships, So we just spoke about Nazir. And, and the, the Gemara in Sota says that anyone that sees the Sota, which I'll explain what that is in a second, 
in her kokula, in her disgrace, should be careful with wine. The partios of Nazir and Sota are right next to each other. So we were introduced to the idea of Nazir previously, but really quickly, the Nazir is someone who decides to not cut his hair and also control himself from drinking any wine. And like we discussed before, when, when it comes to um, Nikias, the idea of, of he even doesn't eat grapes or raisins, anything that would even come close to bringing him to, to drink wine. Beautiful. And right next to that parsha in the Torah is the, the parsha of Sota. What Sota? Sota is a woman who was, uh, goes through the whole process, the whole checklist for her to actually fit this category of Sota. A Sota is someone who, a woman who has gotten warned about not being secluded alone with a certain individual man uh, uh, because it's, she's a married woman and she, this, is, this man that she's with is not her husband. It would be obviously Usser Midaraisa for her to have her been in a relationship with this man. So when the husband or Adam see that she's secluding with this person, there's a system of, of warnings, and if she doesn't heed the warnings, and there's more Adam that says, no, she still was was in Nechidus with this person for a certain amount of time, etc., etc. So then there's a whole ceremony where she goes to the base of and they make her drink certain water, and if she if she was guilty of the, of the sin, then she, she dies on the spot of terrible death, so does the person that she did it with. And if she didn't do the sin and she maintains her innocence, then um, then she's okay to have a child. And the whole time they're trying to tell her, like, be honest, tell us, if you did something, tell us. Um, and if she refuses and maintains her earnestness um, all the time and says, no, I didn't do anything, so then she drinks, she drinks the water, and then she's okay to, to, uh, to a child if she, wasn't, if she would, didn't actually do the act. Fine. So, specifically, why are they next to each other in the Torah? Because anyone that comes and sees in the base of it, it was a public display of this woman in her disgrace, having, being so served, being secluded herself with, with, with a man, meaning even if she didn't do the act, still it's an inappropriate thing for a, for a, a married woman to be secluded with a man, and she, she was warned again and again. Um, anyone that sees that should be careful with wine. Why? Because wine, if you overindulge in wine, it loses your inhibitions. And Chashalm, you to do a terrible sin like this Sota is, is uh, suspected to have, to have committed. So that wraps it up for today. Beautifully, the Ramchal has, has begun to introduce us what some examples of appropriate precious is. And by uh, tomorrow, we're going to continue along the same lines with more permitted um, permitted worldly things that that even though they're permitted, we should make attempts to avoid them or at least limit our consumption of them. So the Yonah Hashem brings us to sin halavai, which is to be prushim in the right way and not in the wrong way. We should enjoy all that, that there is in life that Hashem gave us that's permitted to us in the proper way. Um, and it should all be part of the, the full picture of, of our life, which is one big, big snapshot of, of an Evan Hashem. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.